With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we suck. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports, people questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Happy bonus show and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. D. People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to take a look at a little bit of the news coming out of the owner's meeting in Arizona, and I am not alone on this bonus show. As a matter of fact, I have my normal co-host, the good old man himself. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's up, buddy? Randy, every day I get to spend with you is a good day, my friend. How are you? Well, gl- glorious. I've, I've been podcasting my balls off lately. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, I hijacked Dallas's show. He, uh, he's he been traveling and doing a lot for work. He's a busy fella. And he Speaking hadn't right. and, and it was just a, an organic conversation. It was, hey, man, uh, did you download or record this week's episode? He's like, you know, I haven't had time yet. I'll try to squeeze something out. I'm like, cool. Let's just do a mock draft. One of our patrons, one of our newer patrons, Austin, uh, jumped on with me and the three of us did a little mock draft. We did one QB this time because you know, Jerry, when you throw in the quarterbacks, right, you can kind of know like who two through five are going to be. Yeah. So we did that recorded Monday night for the Wednesday show with Dan Williamson from the goat district. And then now speaking of goats, I'm here with my greatest co-host of all time. I haven't seen the last time we recorded has been a couple of weeks but sure. I did record with you on a bonus episode over with the guys at the Dynasty Fever. How'd you like that podcast? Because they didn't make us draft. They made us draft our favorites. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was a good concept. Those dudes always, you know, absolute rock stars. So always fun to do that. Uh, and got to talk to talk about a bunch of guys that, you know, you would normally not talk about in the first round of a mock draft. Yeah, it was it was more of a my guys episode. It was not like and speaking of my guys, Jerry, maybe he'll channel back to that draft. Maybe he'll have three different guys. If you've listened to any of the bonus content that I've done, I think you know my three guys in this year's class are going to be Will Levis, are going to be Mr. Kayshawn Boutte, and it's currently Sean Tucker, but Zach Charbonnet threatens to steal my heart with every with everything he does. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. But I want to make sure to remind you that this is brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We'll have a good people, good tweet here in a minute, and we'll we'll talk more about the patron then. Uh, and YouTube, all of this stuff is on YouTube. It's under live videos. I don't. I did one short, Jerry. I finally did my first short. I need to take that video, and I need to kick it over to TikTok so I can say we have at least one TikTok on our channel. Does that nice. at least sound feasible? 
Uh, oh, absolutely. You might be the next TikTok star, my friend. Uh, if I am, TikTok's in trouble. See, what will happen is the way this shit works is we'll blow up on TikTok just as the U.S. government shuts them down. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> the Dynasty Warzone's on fire. You've got one million subscribers, and now we're shutting it down. But speaking of channels with one million subscribers, Jerry and I are not yet ready to hold, let the... Hold on. I just saw the short, and the title is Don't Be a Dynasty Dumbass. God, if that isn't the most on-brand Randy thing I've ever seen in my life, that's well, I mean, it, it, it's, but, but, but if you think it is, so if you haven't been to YouTube, maybe you don't normally go to YouTube, you don't consume YouTube. Told, totally get it. But yes, it is called, and I have some more of these. It's going to be a series I'm going to do throughout the summer. Like, don't be a dynasty dumbass. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Every year... You know, Dan and I didn't really call it this on the show on Wednesday, but it's like, don't be a dynasty dumbass. You know, don't be arguing. Don't pretend you, you know, don't pretend you have all the answers. It's it's a great quote from the from the TV series Ted Lasso about being curious, not judgmental. So if Jerry says something that I don't agree with about a player, player, Jerry, give me a guy you like, just real quick. Not one of your big three, but just a just an in general guy you like. Uh, Chase Brown, running back. Ch- Chase Brown. Let's say I was anti-Chase Brown. Instead of getting in Jerry's Cheerios about why does he like Chase Brown and be quick to tell Jerry why Chase Brown sucks, I'm going to be curious, not judgmental. I'm going to ask Jerry why he likes Chase Brown. What am I missing? You know, I put out, you know, uh, we'll start with good people, bad tweets, because I got a couple. I'll use my own from today. Uh I heard something about completion percentage on a podcast, and it was Will Levis was much closer in completion percentage to uh, Bryce Young than he was. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying this in the best way because I'm trying to multitask, but Jerry, let me start with by asking you a question. Have you heard that Will Levis is not a good pass catcher? Yeah. I'm assuming a, ba- a bad pass thrower. He's not very accurate. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Well, I heard this and I, I went and looked. And by the way, you can spot check this. If you search Will Levis stats or Bryce Young stats, it will take you one of the top uh, results of that search will be uh, uh, SR college football. You know, so it's, it's like it's like pro football reference for college football. Yeah. Have you ever used it? Absolutely. 100%. Most of us have. And if you look in the last two seasons, Will Levis has had a completion percentage of 66.0 in 2021 and 65.4 in 2022, compared to Bryce Young, who had 66.9, nice, in, in 2021, and he had 64.5 last year. Now, this is not to say that Will Levis is an equal to or better than thrower of the football than Will Levis, Jerry. All I'm saying is, is ignore all the narratives that you're being told. And, and, and me shining Will Levis a star is not an attempt to dull Bryce Young's or C.J. Stroud's. And everybody takes it that way. I don't understand. Jerry, have you ever heard that there's an infinite amount of success out there? I have heard that. It, it, it is. It's true. It's, it's damn true. There's an infinite amount of success out there. So me giving some success or me predicting a higher percentage of success does not take away from Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or even even Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker. There's enough success for all of them. It really comes down to them and where they land. So whether it's me or Dan or Jerry or anybody else, when you see a tweet that you've been preconditioned either from your own research or someone else's that you follow, don't be judgmental. Jerry, what are we going to be? We're not going to be judgmental. We're not going to be dicks. And we're going to be curious. Now, you may be curious and find out this son of a bitch is a maniac. Like, what the fuck is this guy on? But you know what? Don't don't rush to judgment because you know what? You may learn something and it may keep you out of the fire. Uh, That was our first tweet that uh, we impromptu. And I apologize for the uhs and the stammering and the stuttering like a spastic. But I'm going to go into the one that I actually had of good people with bad tweets. Jerry, you know i got to play a sounder for good people, bad tweets, right? Always. So so hold on. The Crip Mac 
on hood. That's right. So the the fine folks over at PFF uh, put out some dynasty rankings today, Jerry. Have have you seen these very polarizing rankings? No, but we're going to talk about them, I'm betting. Yes, sir, we most certainly are. And these rankings are courtesy of Nathan Janke. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because we're not trying to tear down Nathan or intentionally butcher the pronunciation of his last name. We're here to tear down his rankings. There's a complete difference. So, sure, Nathan, folks at PFF doing a fine job. But, uh, Jerry, allow me to read you his dynasty rankings. And at any point you want me to, to stop, you just say, pause. You ready? Okay. Yep. Number one, Jalen Hurts. Pause. Okay. Um, well, I, I got to read some more to get all, all of the con- right. just, all right, controversy. Ahead. That's just so, so I'll, just, I'll just read them all because there's a lot of pause-worthy moments. I may not get through very many of them. So Nathan has Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungavailoa, and Dakota Prescott. Dakota Rain Prescott, if you want to be want to be official. So, Jerry, you wanted to stop after Jalen Hurts. So you don't see Jalen Hurts as the is the QB one in Dynasty. Oh, what does Patrick Mahomes got to do? I, dude, I, I don't know. I, I I get it. I you know. Um, Jerry, you're, are you a fight fan, boxing, MMA? Not really, but I work at a humongous bar that loves UFC, so I watch every single pay-per-view. So if you watch one, if a person has won the championship, like in their last fight, and they're currently the champion in their first defending, if they are in their first title defense, Bruce Buffer, the better Buffer, by the way, love a good Buffer, but but Bruce Buffer announces that person as the reigning champion. Right. But let's say let, let, let's say that like you're Anderson Silva in his prime and you've won many fights in a row. Then Mr. Buffer would announce you as the reigning and defending, meaning you have had at least one title defense under under your belt. Going into last year, Josh Allen was the reigning. He had done it in 2020 defending had done it in 2021, and technically finished as the QB2 last year. Now, in fairness, he didn't get all of his points in that week that the game was canceled due to the tragic incident with uh, Hamlin. So a guy has done it like he, he he's finished 1-1-2. And, and I'll give you some grace if you want to put Patrick Mahomes ahead of Josh Allen. But really, based off what we've seen three years in a row, Again, it's not for real football. Real football, Patrick Mahomes. But for fantasy football, you got to think to yourself now, self, I'm going Josh Allen. Those those were my first couple of takes. But so Jalen Hurts, not your one. No, no, he's not. I like listen. Good, he's made me look stupid, but no, not my one. I mean, there's more on that list too. Okay, okay. Well, attack anywhere you or, or, or criticize, critique. Where was Justin um, Fields? Three, four, three. Ju- Justin Justin Fields three. Mm-hmm. Um, more 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 fumbles the last two years than touchdown passes last year. Yikes! Uh, I mean, now he didn't lose them all, huh, no. but he's. I, mean, yeah. I, I think the reason why I have an issue with Justin Fields that high is could he finish as the QB one overall this year? Is that within his range of outcomes? Yeah, I guess. Okay, I, 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 but but. But could he shit the bed again and completely be replaced in next year's draft? Uh-huh. Is that going to happen to Patrick Mahomes? No. Is that going to happen to Josh Allen? No. Is that even going to happen to Jalen Hurts? No. Joe Burrow? No. Justin Herbert? Absolutely not. Then how can we put a, 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 a very talented, a very high ceiling guy like that? Can we put him ahead of five guys who a couple of those guys are getting ready to get contract extensions, and two of them have already got the money. So that's part of it. Like Jalen Hurts, if you want to put Jalen Hurts at three-ish, I'm fine with that the minute he signs his contract extension. I have no Mm -hmm. problem because then as a dynasty GM, locked in for two, three, whatever the length of that contract is, I'm locked in. But for right now today, to have Jalen Hurts ahead of those guys when he's playing on the last year of a rookie deal, and I'm not wishing evil on the man. I've actually come around to the Jalen Hurts way of thinking. 
But if he goes out and blows out a knee, he could be playing on, on a franchise. There's a lot that could still happen with Jalen Hurts. And those are some of the things I take into my rankings. Am I silly? Am I, am I, am I speaking a language that doesn't make sense to you? I don't think so. Like, it, I think the the Justin Fields thing is more egregious than Jalen Hurts. Like, it, I feel like there's an argument for Jalen Hurts. I don't like it personally, but it's it's not outrageous. I'll agree Just, and I'll disagree. Like I said, I'll, I'll agree with the, the argument for Jalen Hurts the minute he scratches that three or five year exchange. Yeah. Th- yeah, then like, I'm 100 percent with you. Justin Fields, though, get out of here. Well, listen, bro, bro ran like nobody has ever run before. He's still going to have to play outdoor games in Chicago and outdoor games in Green Bay, and the Lions' defense is going to be better, and the Bears are still going to have the worst team in the division. I hate to fucking tell you. Eh. No, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. You know, as, he as, still doesn't have great receiving talent? Like, no, thank you. Running backs got worse. Nah. I, I need a lot of improvement. I need the rushing to hold. I mean, look at all the things that, that you need for things to go right for Justin Hurts. Yeah. I've made two people Justin into one, Fields, J- yeah. Justin Fields. You need the rushing, rushing to hold and 2,000 more passing yards. You, well, not 2,000, but maybe 1,000 and probably six to eight more touchdowns. You need all of that, and you need him to stay healthy. He needs to avoid injury. So so it, it's just I, – I personally have – I don't have my rankings pulled up. I have him in that 7-8 range. Now, I do have him ahead of Lamar Jackson. He's, he's I a, do he's have a risky, him. He's a risky seven or eight, though. I, but like, but like, you, I, that's where he has to be. I agree. But like, it, is there a chance that that bites you in the ass? Oh, oh 100%. But I don't think I don't think he bites me in the ass any more than Lamar Jackson. No. I or Tua. That. That's fair. I mean, I mean all, if, all, if, all true. If you wanted to say for option in that range, I would say I'd rather have Dak. That if, if you wanted to play it safe at seven or eight, I, I, I still have I have Deshaun Watson in that mix. Because Deshaun Watson's got the cat got the contract. Correct. That that dude's dead cap number over the next like four seasons is sixty two million. And ga- gaining wide receivers. So G- absolutely. So I think I have, I either have Field seven and Watson eight, or Watson seven and Fields eight. But that's the top six is the same. I have the order. I just and, and when it comes to trading, oh my god, you could easily get Deshaun Watson plus something pretty good for Justin Fields. So. Let me hit you with a hypothetical, because this is this is a bonus show. We'll talk about whatever we want. I'll stutter and stammer like a like a dumbass all I want because it's it's it's, it's, it's my bonus show. I'll do whatever the fudge mm-hmm. I want. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. You know, every league's probably got a Bears fan because the Bears are one of just it's the nature of the city. It's the second largest city in the country. I think it's a second, second or third. And, and let's say you have a Bears fan in your league. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson and the 105 or Justin Fields and, like, say, the 111? Watson. Okay. Because I, 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 I think, I think, you, get, I think, you, get, I think you get that deal done. Yeah. I, oh, 100%. And we've seen Deshaun Watson finish as a top three QB. Yeah. And, and to your point, they're adding weapons. They're gonna, I, 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 I really have a feeling – if let, let's, let's just talk Cleveland for a second from a dynasty standpoint, I think we'll there's going to be a, Mari Cooper. I think there's going to be a tremendous emphasis on the pass in, in Cleveland. And if you if we look back at the end of the you season, think flip it that much. I think I think Kevin Stefanski has wanted to. I, I think that you're going to see a team that is looking to move the ball. When you play the Ravens, you got to score points. When you play the Bengals, you got to score points. And I've been on the Pittsburgh offense all off season. This is going to be much more of an off. Now Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they're going to beat the dog shit out of each other. But, but I think I think everybody else in this division, especially when the weather's good, this is going to be a division out there scoring points. I think it's going to be the low key. Like uh, I had Dan on the other day. I should have asked him this question. You know, uh, Matt Kelly from Roto Underworld slash Player Profiler. He's always looking for those divisions that he thinks in best ball, you know, for, from a seasonal standpoint, that are going to be in shootouts. Sorry, that's a lot of good quarterback play if Lamar stays in Baltimore. You got Lamar, Pickett's doing okay. You got Watson looking to rebound. You got Joe Burr. There are a lot of points going to be scored in this division. Why wouldn't I want to be involved with Deshaun Watson? He's not going anywhere from a – he's like Russ. Russ is another guy I'm looking to go get. Like I'll ask you. As a QB two, would you rather have Russ or Aaron Rodgers? 
Oh, Russell Wilson. 100%. I've said it before and I'll say it again because people don't like talking about it because he's goofy as fuck. But that's okay because sometimes we can all be goofy. And uh, it's, I mean, it's, Kirk Cousins, same thing. But but Kirk isn't under contract. You, so, you, I you mean, know, you, at this I, point, I, you got to like Russell Wilson more than Kirk Cousins, too. The dollars buy you safety. Yeah. You know, the head coach, they're not trading Judy or Sutton. Deshaun Watson, they're adding to the offense. He's not going anywhere. They can't cut him because they owe him a bajillion, fulfillion, million dollars. Sound like Dr. Evil over here. Real number. The, 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 the contract is the safety in this case. So I didn't, I didn't like this list. It was very polarizing. It was the tweet of the day as Jerry and I are recording this. So we thought we'd throw that in here from a good people, bad tweets perspective. And as always, this is brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, did a mock draft on Sunday, and some of our patrons did that with us, including Austin, who jumped on the camera with us, Jerry. Jumped on, did a great job, held his own, uh, very good takes. And if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to Sunday, and you can check it out. And if that's something that you're interested in, you want to take part in mocks with us, you want to be in startups with us, you want to be in conversation with us in our group chat. If you want to be getting the bonus content, you know, normally before I hit the record button, that's the name of the show. Before I hit the record button, we record 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then we go into the live stream of the podcast. It's a ton of stuff. You get a lot. It's five bucks. It's Dynasty Warzone. Uh, it's patreon.com, actually, Dynasty Warzone. Check it out. Look for us. You'll find it. If you're listening to this in podcast, it's embedded in the show notes, Jerry. So, all right. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to hit you with a, uh, a couple of bits of news. So, the uh, NFL owners meetings were in, I think it was Phoenix. Not a bad, not a bad spot. Hmm. I mean, I would prefer like Vegas. Like if, now that Vegas has got a friend, I would never like, everything would be Vegas. Where's the Super Bowl? Vegas. Where's the owners meetings? Vegas. Where's the Pro Bowl? That's, Vegas. That's just you're a degenerate. Well, fine. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it, it, it's got a great airport. Every city's got a direct flight to Vegas. Just saying. And it's they, they have a great commercial and a great private jet lot there at McCarran Airport. So I'm just saying Vegas, Vegas makes a lot of sense. They were in Arizona. And head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, said that they had three great quarterbacks. They have Brock Purdy. They have Trey Lance. Personal favorite of mine, Sam Darnold. Big smile. Big smile. Sam Darnold. And uh, it came out that Kyle Shanahan said that everything being equal, if everybody's healthy and ready to go, that Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse as the starter for this team. And then obviously he's not going to be able to work in the offseason program. He's recovering from elbow surgery. And it came out today that during OTAs and offseason work, that Sam Darnold and Trey Lance will be splitting first-team reps. Jerry, as someone that you know maybe liked or didn't like Trey Lance as a rookie prospect and have had fluctuating takes on him over the last couple of years, how are you feeling today as a Superflex GM of Trey Lance? Um, I hated him as a prospect didn't like the idea of a North Dakota state guy coming in. And then he got drafted to Kyle Shanahan. And of course I was an absolute sucker for that. So I have quite a few shares uh, and they, I'm just holding on to them. Do you want me to be honest, Randy? I, th I think that's the move because I still believe, how do you make all of this go away? I, I personally believe uh, trying to read between the lines. And a lot of times that's what we're doing. We're guessing. I believe that they brought in Sam Darnold to back up Brock Purdy and potentially start the first one to five games of the season until Purdy's ready to go. I truly believe, I tweeted this the other day, they will trade Trey Lance to the Tennessee Titans and they'll get a, I think it's 41 overall and like a 2024 third. I know it's nowhere near what they paid for him, but... Our patrons actually asked today, what am I doing with Trey Lance? I'm like, if you can find a, an owner that's shaking like a dog shitting peach seeds, then I, I'm I'm going to try to buy. I, I am going to try to buy. Like a what? 
like a dog shitting peach seeds. You know what a peach <laughs> seed looks like? I do. Imagine what a dog would look like if it was shitting one, Jerry. Okay. You think he'd shake? I mean, he would not be in good shape. That's That's what I'm saying. So he, so if you have Trey Lance on your dynasty roster currently, you're probably shaking like a dog shitting peach seeds. Think about it. I mean, that is something. You're. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm painting a tapestry. He's my thing with him. Is I still think like he's going to get a chance it, it, and it might not be San Francisco. He might get traded away, but I still think he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I think. And, that, and, and, if that, and if that's the case, his trade value right now is super low and his acquisition cost is feasible. He's, he's a, a nice rookie going get, into his third year. It's going to give saying. a team a full, a, a full year to look at him before they got to, to decide on fifth year options. Uh, I will say this. I, I think Tennessee's a good fit. I think Atlanta's a great fit. I think Atlanta with Arthur Smith and that offense that they've created, I think you'd have a lot of sad Drake London GMs. You'd have a lot of sad Kyle Pitts GMs. But you'd have a lot of happy Tyler Algier and Trey Lance fans. Here's and the I will, other thing. Go ahead. I, I, there's going to be a couple teams that are going for Caleb Williams because it seems like a couple teams are setting up to just not be good this year. Only one person is going to win that, right? Like only one person is going to get that first pick and get him. Solid secondary prize, you know what I mean? Like it easy, you can get him for cheaper. Plus your team will suck. Maybe you can draft a tackle or whatever the hell else you need on your bad roster. I could easily see that dude still end up getting a job, even if it's not this year. Even if Brock Purdy, you know, is doing his his Purdy magic or whatever the hell, his Mister Irrelevant stuff. I, I just I think it will say a lot if you don't hear more buzz from former San Francisco front office team member Rand Carthon, now GM of the Tennessee Titans. If you don't hear rumors that he's interested in bringing Trey Lance on board, who would know Trey Lance outside of San Francisco? Who would know Trey Lance better than Rand Carthon? Probably not anybody else. And if he's not, and, and it's the perfect team. They've got like I don't think you're going to get their 11th overall pick, but I think 41 overall is a fair is a, is a, is a fair ask along with a, with a third for a potential franchise QB. I think that's a fair ask. You want to get him out of the NFC, you get him to the AFC with with the Titans. It, it, that's a deal that feels really easy to make, and if it doesn't get done or it doesn't even get rumored. That tells you a lot more about the situation with Trey Lance. I think I think you get Trey out of town. I think Kyle Shanahan saying that the other day is uh, is like the the foreplay to executing a trade. You got to get started with something. And I think saying that Brock's the leader in the clubhouse and saying that, that he's going to split first team reps with Sam Darnold is just like little hints and nudges at saying he's not the guy. And oh well, we, we you know because the fans will be like. Well, they did say he'd be splitting reps. Mm. Yeah, they did say Brock was the leader in the clubhouse. And I guess it makes sense we get rid of him. You kind of forget about those two firsts that you gave up to move up to get him with another first. So yeah. that's kind of my take on it. I'm just saying, if you have him in Dynasty, Jerry hit the nail on the head. Do not sell. Do not sell. As a matter of fact, hold or buy. What would I buy for? I'd buy for anything 203 and worse. In a super flex, you get past. I'd, I'd go a little higher, but I also don't love that middle I, tier I, of this rookie draft. Like, I'll I'll take a one ten or a one eleven, just because I'm not confident in those picks anyway. Jerry, you love a good Memphisism, you know. When it comes to this rookie class, from a, both a one QB and a super flex, you know, standpoint, I've been working harder than an ugly stripper on this class, and I can tell you, you do not want to give up anything inside the two hundred two, two hundred three. See, I, just, you, I, I, would, I feel I would, like I feel like 109 and 203 are the same person, and I'll just. I, I really don't. Maybe today they feel like it, but when these guys get landing spots and draft capital, you're, you're not. You're not. You're going to be able to get. And if you want to get Trey Lance, if he doesn't get moved between now and then, the time to get him is during your rookie draft. But if you like to live dangerously, and you know I sometimes do, now is a great time to go out and kick the tires on Trey Lance because. There are nervous nervous GMs out there, and we know how nervous they can be. Another guy 
Uh, it feels like two years ago that it was the Dak Prescott contract saga. Now it feels like, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to be a pain in our ass until the day he retires. But uh, now it's the Lamar Jackson situation. And I think there's been, I think I've heard the the Patriots. I think I've heard the, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Falcons. I've heard a lot of teams say that they're out, Jerry. Have you heard this? Yeah. I mean, Dan Campbell just came out. Dan Campbell. Two days ago. There's another guy. I actually have a whole list uh, of the teams that said that they were not in on Lamar Jackson. But I, I got to give Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank a lot of credit because he summed it up just about perfectly in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And he said, there's no quote, he is one of the top QBs in the league. Looking at it objectively, there is some concern about whether or not he can play his style of game for how long that can last. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five, six games each of the last two seasons. I, I, I think he's going to get a lot of heat for that. I think he's going to get a lot of pushback for that, but I think he's 100% right. You know, he's missed 10 games over the last two years, 34 games total available, played 24 He's missed 29% of the games the last two years. And you got to give up two firsts. And if you're Atlanta, you have to give up your first, which they only have one. If you're Houston, you have to give up your first, which is the two. So you got to give up two first round picks and you got to give them the bag. It's like people are shocked that, that these teams are all not lining up to give, I mean, to give the guy is everything he's ever wanted. And I'm going to just lose my marbles the next time someone says, he won an MVP. Like, I, Yes, he did. A presidential term ago. Well, technically it was 40 months ago. They handed him that trophy. A presidential term's 48. It's been 40 months since they handed him that trophy. Since then, he's been uh, slightly above average. Above average when he plays. Key words when he plays. I mean, what do you want these guys to do? I think the best – and then, oh, free agency's over. And you'd have to recraft your offense, your offensive line, the way you call your offense. Gang, it's it's April pretty much as you're listening to this. These teams are behind the eight ball, and you won't have draft capital or much cap space to continue to build a team around him because why? Well, he wants $45 million. This whole situation screwed up, Jerry, and – I have no Lamar Jackson, but I can't I can't speculate that I would go out and try to look, to acquire Lamar Jackson if someone's got him as their QB 9-10 in that range in a dynasty startup. I can't pay those prices, Jerry. No, I, I've got a few shares. Here's the thing. If, if Lamar Jackson is going to get traded, it's going to be on draft night. So everybody's going to just swat their dicks at each other for the next couple of weeks until we get there. Because there's no reason for a team to try and acquire him now. If they get to the draft night and they miss on whatever they're trying to do, and they go, okay, well, what can we do? And Baltimore calls them and says, hey, let's do you know this. Okay, then, then we can cook a little bit. But I, I think there's a 0% chance anything even potentially happens until draft night. And as far as Dynasty is concerned, he's fine. Like if you have him, you're you're not going to trade him right now because you're going to lose value. You're not going to try to trade for him because it is such a, you know, what, what did we say? The contracts create safety and he, he doesn't have that safety right now. So there's not really a point to acquire him because the person who has him probably had him for his MVP season or still holds him in that regard, which is why they're the ones that have him in the first place. So the acquisition cost is high it's a tough situation. He's a, he's a pretty much a hold all around. Yeah. For me, he's a hold sell. I'm going to hold him until his, until his situation clears. If you, if you can sell to somebody with the, the, the MVP caveat, the, the, the best case scenario is that he resigns with the Ravens. They maybe draft him another wide receiver, maybe a a Quentin Johnston. I think that's where it's going to wind up landing. It's they, they I, I, I do too. I, I think I, I heard on uh SOV straight out of Vegas, they were talking about how the bookies are cockroaches because 
you know, the bet is which team will Lamar Jackson start for next year if it's not the Ravens. The thing is, you can't bet the Ravens. They're giving you like the Colts and the Commanders. They're letting you bet all these teams with low odds and not proper payout odds for you. But the Ravens aren't a choice. It's not a yes or no. Like a, like a better bet would be is, will Lamar Jackson be a Raven in 2023? That's a bet I would be interested because I think he will. I think at the end of the day, it's uh, what we've all had a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a significant other, whatever the hell, whatever you're into. No one gives a shit in 2023. And you broke it off. And you're on a break. And you're you're out there testing the waters. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm not doing better than that. That was the right fit for me. You know what? I I, I think I, I thought I was a catch, but you know what? The market's not what I thought it was. And you wind um, up really women don't find dynasty fantasy football podcast sexy, you know. Well, you can't prove that. What's what, what, what's your data say, Jerry? <laughs> I, I I'm just saying. I think at the end of the day, they they and that's your moment to get rid of Lamar. Not get get rid of is different than give away. I, I just I don't want the hassle. I don't want a guy who's going to play you know seventy percent of the games. If I can get back, Dak back to back playoffs, man. If I if, if I can, you if you had him, you didn't have him for the playoffs back to back years. He has not won you a fan. You have not if you've won a fantasy or dynasty championship with Lamar roster on your team since 2019. So 2020, 21, and 22, you've won that in spite of Lamar Jackson, not because of Lamar Jackson, like 2019. In 2019, he won you a fantasy championship, no question. But ever since then, if you've won championships, it's been in spite of and your good GMing your dynasty team because you had to navigate and rearrange the 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 deck chairs on the Titanic to pull off a miracle, not because of it. So if you can get out safe, if you can get into your rookie draft, like Jerry, what would you want as a cash out on Lamar? Because you're not going to get like a ton. It's just like the same thing. The Ravens aren't getting a ton of suitors to give them two firsts. For Lamar, what are you going to get for him in a dynasty draft or like I a mean, rookie draft? Let's say, like pick wise. Yeah, you you're going to get two so first. I think you are. Uh, I, I I think I think I would like, I, I, but I think that's what you have to sell him for. But I don't know if somebody's going to be willing to part with those. And if they do, it's going to be one hundred six and one eleven, and like yeah. I I got to be able to get a quarterback back. Like yeah. I've got to be able to get like in the top five. Um, I've got to be able, at a minimum, to get a Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and then a 2024. But as a GM trying to acquire Lamar Jackson, you have to ask yourself, because what do we always say? We'll let the NFL tell us what these guys are valued at, right? You mm-hmm. ever heard anyone say that? Well, the NFL will tell us where these guys are valued. Isn't the NFL tell you, telling you how Lamar's valued right now? You're not wrong. And if Arthur Blank and the Falcons aren't giving you two firsts for Lamar Jackson, why the hell would you give two firsts in a dynasty league? Can, can can you give a Trey Lance and a 24 first? What can you give up? The difference is, is you're not locked in the way the Ravens are. I'm not saying you get rid of him. I'm saying he's a hold. And the minute hope springs eternal and he lands somewhere on a new contract, ship him so you don't have to worry about the injury. You can get a nice tidy cash out and you can move on to another guy. Jerry, let's move on to look, one. Look, hold on real quick. Real, real quick. quick. Like, like, let's say you're an optimist for Lamar Jackson. What do you think he's going to return to? Like, if you're a person that truly believes in him, the 2019 the, version's dead. Like, the, you're you're just you're not going to get that. Well, that's the problem, Jerry. Is that's the thing? We did this with David Johnson. We did this with Braylon Edwards at one time. See, most people haven't played fantasy or dynasty long enough to remember the the tale of of Braylon, Josh Gordon. Another example. Once that 1,400-yard and 14-touchdown season is etched into your brain, once that MVP-winning, fantasy championship-winning season that Lamar had in 2019 is etched into your brain, in your mind, that's always in the range of outcomes for 2023. It doesn't matter that it was four years ago. It's always perm- – you know, it's like it's like a good lawyer. Like, like a good lawyer will say something – that they know the other lawyer is going to object to, but they don't care. They said it, and the jury can't unhear it. The judge can say, strike it from the record, but that other attorney knows they can't unhear it. You can say, strike it, but they heard it. 
And same thing with some of these superstars that have had amazing one years is it's, it's permanently etched in your brain and you always think it's going to happen again. And you think it's going to happen again because it's on your team. It's, it's part of the psychology of gambling and dynasty and everything else. It, 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 it distorts what the real outcomes are going to be because there's a certain amount of hope that, that makes these things work. But uh, I'll tell you what I'm hoping for is more shares of Izzy Abaconda, who today at the Pit Pro Day, Jerry, ran between, depends on whose numbers you believe, a 435 and a 44140. Big man, good sized. Did you see, see that, that story? No. Jeez. Yes, he nice. he he ran. Uh, it's it's quite the buzz. Jerry's the working man, so uh, he may not have seen that. But does that impress you? Do do you have him highly ranked? Because I had him toward the middle. He was in like that six seven eight range for me. But I, I've got to reevaluate given the size speed score. I I watched a lot of Pitt because their head coach Pat Narduzzi was the former defensive coordinator from Michigan State when we had our college football playoff run. So. They're sort of the ACC team that I watch. So I've watched quite a bit of them, and I always liked him. So I did have him mid. I did not think, bro, big because he's a big fella, and he runs like a big fella. I did not think he was going to run that fast. That's awesome. And it, just a kick-ass name, which is the uh, most important thing. Uh, it, it's a fantastic name. He actually uh, ran a four-five-two per uh, player profiler. That was his combine score. The, the number I gave you was at his pro day today. So obviously you're going to get a get a faster track there at at the pro day. So uh, big guy listed five eleven two sixteen, high very young by the way, twenty point four. So what is that about twenty years and five months? Yeah, I mean he'll be just turning twenty one as as he gets into the NFL. He had good volume. He had two hundred and thirty nine rush attempts. This past year, 1,431 yards, 31 touchdowns. His, inter- his his receptions went down. He had 24 as a sophomore, but only 12 as a junior. That could be going from a pro-style quarterback in Kenny Pickett to a not-pro-style quarterback to whoever the Blue Hells, the quarterback of Pitt, in, in, in 2022. But um, I, I'm reevaluating – these are words – I am reevaluating my rankings on him, and I, I'm, I'm going to get those updated ASAP. But I got to say, impressive stuff out of Izzy Abinconda. Yeah, I mean, definitely one of the. It, like I said, the, when I said that I'd rather have the guy at 203 than the guy at 109, just because he's cheaper. It's going to be someone like him. For he, he's he depending on where he gets drafted. If he gets day two draft capital. He lands in that top 90, 95 picks. Well, yeah, he'll he'll be at the end of the first round. And 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 then if and then if he winds up jamming into a really good spot in the NFL, people are going to lose their mind. So uh-huh. um, I, I think that's going to be the case with whoever the RB three ends up being. The the RB three is going to be based on. Well, I have I, I think RB the the rookie class at running back for me starts at RB four. Because for me, my top three currently are locked in to obviously Bijan, Gibbs, and I've got Zach Charbonnet firmly locked into three. The more I look at his profile, um, I love his comparable on player profiler that is DeMarco Murray. He's a much better pass catcher than, than you think. He's got a good, complete three down skill set, he's got the physical body to be a three-down back in the NFL. I'm not saying this rookie class is going to be the class of 2017. I don't remember all of them, but if you go to Wikipedia or Google the running back class of 2017, it is it is ridiculous. It's there is class. about 15, 20 guys in there that had at least one RB1 season in there. And I'll be honest, it feels like for the last four or five years, we've gotten one or two or three really good running backs a year. But we're still carrying a lot of Joe Mixon. We're still carrying a lot of Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. That A lot of those guys from that class. We're waiting for Kareem Hunt to get a job. We're waiting for Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Marlon Mack. The list goes on and on. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's literally one of the best classes, if not the best running back class for fantasy purposes of all time. But it really feels like this 2023 running back class, I don't think it will be as good. It would be very hard for it to be as good. 
but it's going to be the infusion of fresh blood at the running back position we've needed for about three or four years. Is that a fair statement? I don't I don't like getting too hyperbolic during rookie season, but I feel like they're between the the big three, again, Gibbs, Bijan, and Charbonnet. The guys behind that, Kendra Miller, uh, my boy Sean Tucker, Izzy Abenconda, uh, just a lot of guys. Um, your boy, Chase Brown, um, Kenny McIntosh, just a ton of guys that could really set this thing off for us for Dynasty. I think it's going to be a better year for these rookie picks than people are saying right now. And the good news is we're going to find out for sure in like four weeks. Yep. And, but, but, yep. but I'm with you because that's that's why I, I keep saying the end of these tiers because there is a lot of guys, it, especially at running back, which is just such a – it's I mean, it's easily the sexiest position in all of Dynasty. It's sort of the hardest to have, and it's the one you need to win your championship. But also it can be a mean – Evil son of a bitch. Todd Gurley owners know what I'm talking about. So I the, honestly, uh, the, and and with 2017 getting older, we are going to need an infusion at some point. Otherwise, there's going to be just an awful barren wasteland. So they they yeah, all have the opportunity. I, I I'm excited for this running back class, and I'm really excited to see where they land. Again, I know. Most people don't give a shit about Mel Kuyper Jr. and his rankings and his projections. And he's not saying that 23 running backs are going to get drafted. But he said on a podcast that I listened to is that he had 23 running backs with a draftable grade. Now, some of that 23, I've said this before, are going to wind up signing as you know priority free agents, UDFA type guys. But he has a grade on them of draftable. And that's a lot. 23, that's an average of just a shade over three around. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. So um, I can't wait to see where this class lands. I think it's going to really distort running back value and dynasty, but going forward. But Jerry, it's time for you to take center stage. Let me give you a few minutes. You're going to talk about your three favorite rookies. Again, uh, if you haven't been listening to me or following me on Twitter, it's pretty easy. I, I have like this SEC bias, I guess. I don't know. Sean Tucker does play in the ACC. But my three guys today are Sean Tucker from Syracuse running back, Kayshawn Booty, the wide receiver, Boutte, the wide receiver from LSU. And then, of course, Mr. Mirror Selfie himself, Mr. Will Levis. Uh, those are my three guys to date. But, Jerry, who are three guys that, that, again, I'm not saying Will Levis is the best QB in the class. He's my guy. I'm not saying Kayshawn Boutte is the best wide receiver in the class. But he's my guy. Who are Jerry's three guys going into draft month? We're right at the first of, of April. Who are your three guys today? So I'm just I'm gonna say the big name to start it, just because why not? And it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. We just did the Dynasty Fever. I had the 101 for my guys. He's my 101 for my guy. I'm I'm not gonna say he's Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, but if he was, I wouldn't be surprised. I just I think he's an animal. I, Marvin Harrison Jr. would be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft if he was eligible. And Jackson Smith and Jigba put that man on the back burner. He was an absolute just freak at Ohio State. So I, that's my guy for sure. The other guy is another guy we talked about on the fever. Um, so if you want me to go more into detail with that, just listen to that episode. We did a fucking wonderful job. They did a great job. Um, is Kendra Miller. Now I talked about it on that. He also scares the absolute hell out of me because he profiles a little bit like Ronald Jones. He's very young, not a great pass catcher. Did a lot of, you know, gap scheme stuff where that's where he had his explosive runs, but he's shifty and he has unbelievable contact balance. And it reminds me of Kareem Hunt so much. And I absolutely fell in love with Kareem Hunt in 2017 because bro just did not go down. He just, he kept his feet grinding and I love guys that can do that. So that's one of my guys. And then the other one is, is one of your guys. And we've talked about him. We just talked about him is Zach Charbonnet. You, who did you just compare him to? Sorry. Uh, I, I've been Jamarco using, Murray. Jamarco I've been Murray. using a yeah, player profiler and, and they're, you know, they use like, I think college production and then their athletic measurables and they run all that through a through their database, which is arguably one of the best in the industry. 
and they spit out comps, and their comp for Zach Charbonnet was, in fact, DeMarco Murray. So, you, like, to me, he looks, and this is, it, to, to people who have not played Dynasty for a long time, uh, this is going to sound like a weird name that I'm going to compare him to, but just know that this man was a 102, 103 type prospect when he was coming out. He runs like Darius Geist to me. Like he, he's just, he's, he runs and he's, he's just violent with it and he gains yards and he does whatever he can. He's not unbelievable. Like he doesn't have crazy top end speed or anything like that, but he does everything that he can to get every single yard. Like if this was Al Pacino in uh, any given Sunday where you just fight inch for inch like that, that speech, that's, that's Zach Charbonnet. And he committed to Michigan and I was so pissed. Cause I, I, I watched his stuff and I loved his game and, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work there. And he went to Pasadena and he looked great and he's in a position. He's my RB three as well. Um, and I honestly, in truth, if he ended up being better than Jameer Gibbs, I wouldn't be all that surprised too. Um, but that's just, <clears throat> that's my dude. Like he well, just, he, he runs like I like. You know, he, he is growing on me in, in a big way. Um, I wasn't as high on him, but the more I've researched I've done on Zach Charbonnet, the, mo- the more I like him. And, and and here's what no one, I can't say no one, I actually made this joke on Twitter today. Again, another uh, cheap shot at the national brands. The good folks over at NBC Sports had said that Zach Charbonnet could be this year's Damian Pierce. And I'm like, well, he'd have to stop ca- catching passes to meet that comp. And then someone else said, yeah, and he'd have to lose two rounds of actual NFL draft capital to, 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 to meet that comp. Uh, that's not even close. Dude, Zach Charbonnet, his college profile, he had 25 receptions uh, two years ago. And then this past year, he had 37. Guys, that that is – and he's 5'11", 216 pounds. That is a three-down skill set. If he lands in a spot that I love, if he lands in a Miami, and I know they signed every hobo, crumb bum, and shoe clerk they could to be in that running back room, that's fine. If he were to stay at L.A. and go to the Rams, I mean, I'm going from 6 to midnight, as, as Jerry would say. I absolutely love the Zach Charbonnet call. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I agree. Um, him and Jordan Addison are my 1A and 1B at wide receivers. Yeah. And I very much have a type. As much as I like big, strong, athletic quarterbacks with 20-plus um, games, which is why I like Will Levis because he kind of fits in that mold. And if you've listened to this show forever, and I know some of you have, and thank you for listening for over almost five years, but – the same reason I love Josh Allen and the same reason I loved uh, Justin Herbert and the same reason I love Daniel Dimes is because they're big, they're athletic, and they're smart. You know, And that's the same reason why I loved Cooper Cup and Terry McLaren and, and guys of that nature because I love a good technician. I love a guy that when another wide receiver or a wide receiver coach looks at that guy and goes mechanic. That guy's a mechanic. He's a mechanical route. Not that he's stiff and needs to be oiled like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. He's a mechanic. He's proficient at what he does. You can keep straight line speed because we all know if straight line speed really, really, really mattered, John Ross would still be employed in the NFL. But he's not. Sure. And just his his wide receiver coach at Ohio State, Brian Hartline, long NFL career. You know, knows what it takes. Got Garrett Wilson into the league. Got Chris Olave into the league. I mean, it, there's a reason that Ohio State gets every wide receiver. It, like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. And the Mbaku, Mbuko. I'm horrible with names like that. Thank you. There's just all of those guys in 18 months. And There's a reason. It's because Brian Hartline is – I mean, he's the. He guy. has a type. He, he, he apparently has a type, Jerry. He he likes he likes fast. He likes agile. He likes good route running. He clearly coaches it at at the at the Ohio State University. Listen, so, and and wide receiver three Hall of Famer for Dynasty. Never sexy. He was always vanilla ice cream. But when you needed a bye week fill in, 
plug Brian Hartline, Miami Dolphins in right there. He, he, he's in a long line of Danny Amendola's, Bra- <laughs> Bra- Braxton Berrioses of the of the of the world for sure uh, of the world it's like when you need that wide receiver four to get you like six ppr points <laughs> brian hartline all right and then the last guy we'll talk about this one and we'll get the hell out of here is kendra miller I, I love him again um not even 21 he's 20.8 years old so you know he'll be 21 here shortly uh good body mass index at 30.0511215 full-grown man my my concern with him is that he's caught some passes you know he caught 12 two years ago he caught 16 this year but i'm really hoping for really hoping for that he gets a kenneth walker type chance to be involved in the passing game because this was the shit narrative on kenneth walker your boy spartan dog kenneth walker this was the narrative on him last year that he couldn't catch passes until he got to seattle and he started catching passes. And if Kendra Miller lands in a good spot and he's allowed to partake in the receiving game, look out, mister. Uh, I love his running style. And not only does Jerry love him, but previous guests of the show, Bruce Madsen of the DLF, liked Kendra Miller. Previous guests of the show of the Dynasty Nerds, Garrett Price, he liked Kendra Miller. And you got to say to yourself, now self, Jerry likes him. Bruce likes him. Garrett likes him. These guys have been playing and winning at Dynasty for a long time. I need to take note. We call that a writer downer. We're going to write down that Kendra Miller is good, and we're going to keep him on our draft board, Jerry. Yeah, hell yeah. Keep him high. He's he's currently my four. He's my personal four on my. I have him ahead of my man crush, Sean Tucker. So I think that's giving you a pretty fair representation of yeah. where I have him. Yeah, I, that's probably close to where I have too. I haven't written them down exactly, but just by the fact that I like them. The one thing that I'll say that both Brian and Jesse said on the fever, which, which is a point is he's a big fella, but he doesn't run big. And and that is sort of a downside, which is why he may slip. So we'll see. Um, he's just, I love guys that stay on their feet because if you stay on your feet, you're going to get me 0.6 more points. And sometimes that'll win you a motherfucking championship. Sometimes you add up all those inches. Oh, wait a minute. You already, you already did the any given Sunday mm-hmm. quote. Well, this was a little bit longer than our normal bonus, but I haven't had a chance to catch up with my man Jerry in a little bit. He is uh, being a good work mate. He's being a good spouse. He's doing all of the things that he needs to do that we as humans need to emulate. But when, when my man says, I can get on a podcast with you on Wednesday night, damn it. We get on the podcast on Wednesday night, but we're going to wrap this one up. Um, Great seeing my boy. And and if you're saying to yourself, hey, why is Memphis wrapping this one up, you know, at at, at the one hour mark? And and Jerry, I only got one thing to tell these people. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. Those are the reasons we have to wrap this show up, but it's it's great seeing you, man. Um, Thank you for making a time for a bonus show for us. This thing's hitting on Friday, but had you been a YouTube subscriber, you could have watched it on Wednesday night or listened to it on Thursday. I got news for you. Listen to a lot of podcasts. Thursday's kind of a shitty day for Fantasy and Dynasty podcasts. But what's not shitty is all the good stuff we have coming up. At some point in the next week or so, Jerry and I are going to have a very large announcement about some things going on here at the Dynasty Warzone. We're waiting for a couple of things to become official. and And when it does... You guys will know, but thank you for supporting us. We did mention we're come up, coming up on five years together. That'll be in July, and uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun. But more content coming, more stuff with my main man, the man of the hour, the man with the power, Mr. Jerry Sinclair. So on behalf of him, I am Memphis, and remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week with more fantasy goodness. Five years and hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, 
personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak